Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 216 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. Now, I was going to ask you how we're doing today,、um, but it feels like every single time I've asked that question this year, and probably for the last two years, I don't know, it's, it's been quite a while, it's never really been a positive answer. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm going to answer it myself. We're both falling apart. I know. I've got the flu again,、mm. um, and Lauren is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had the sad、uh, news from America that my nana has passed away, which my nana,、uh, if you guys know me,、um, she was basically my mom. And so it's been hard. I'm,、uh, you know, struggling. I can't actually go to the funeral because it's just it's too expensive. Like the flights are too expensive. And. Also, I would have to go by myself with my one year old and、um, seven hours on a flight by myself. It's the, it's the good and bad <laughs> about having the funerals so quick. Yeah. Because over it's here, on Monday. yeah, over here, like it's, it's like quite a long turnaround time.、Yeah. Whereas in America, it's usually really short. But thank goodness for the power of the internet.、Um, one, my family was very, very kind enough to. Let me say goodbye to her over Skype、um, before she passed. And、uh, she was in a coma. She had had cardiac arrest and basically just didn't wake up. And、uh, so I got to say goodbye. And then,、um, well, it would have already happened by now, but、um, I can have a video of the funeral as well. So、um, I'm going to do that as well. So, yeah, apologies for the、uh, slightly downbeat intro、mm. for this episode. It's just been, you know, it's been a tough start to the year for us in general.、Um, yeah. We've spoken about it on the last couple of episodes about how, how difficult things have been. And, you know, we were kind of hoping that things would, would maybe pick <laughs> up. But, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been another tough couple of weeks.、Yeah. And,、um, There's not really much more else we can say other than that. We're still alive. Yeah, we're, st- we're still going.、Uh, we're still trying to keep afloat. Aside,、um, I mean, you can probably hear my voice that I'm, I'm not too great. Actually, today's been the best I've probably been feeling for about a week. Yeah.、Um, which, is, which is really bad to say.、Um, I've been in like mass joint pain. Like my muscles have just had mass fatigue and it's not been the best time for it. But, you know, we're going to try and power through. And actually, today we've got a really, really cool、um, topic to talk about.、Mm. Uh, we're going to be、um, running through a massive poll that was conducted in Japan by a company called NHK. I'm not familiar with them.、Mm-hmm. They're probably a massive organization yeah, or, or a broadcaster in Japan.、Um, but they, yeah, they did a, a huge poll which had almost half a million people respond. Which is just crazy because you think, like, It's a half a million of people in Japan who have played or are familiar with Final Fantasy to、But、the also, point where they would do a survey. Yeah, like, and, and also they,、um, they took the poll. Like, because、yeah. obviously we did a survey、um, after Final Fantasy XV. Like, we're, I don't know if we're anywhere near as big as this company, probably not by the,、no. the number of people that responded. Um, but yeah, we only had like you know, 3,000 people respond, and,、yeah. and we, it, it got shared out quite a lot. But you know, half a million is a significant volume of people. Yes. And it obviously does show、uh, significant trends that Japan has versus the rest of the world.、Mm. Before we do get onto that, though, it is time to do our Patreon shout outs. 
And we're going to kick things off with Guide Seeker. And Chris Morales. Michael Graham. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tori Patrick. Fayez Bilal. Louis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urban Young Ray. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Robbins. David Calrow. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. Janik Nald at Janik Nald. Freya Stella. Flip Sayadness. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes 22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. And Ryzen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. So, on to the humongous poll. And I'd like to thank ShadowGirl underscore Echo on Discord for bringing this to our attention. Uh, it was really kind of you to share it with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah I can't so, believe we missed it. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's so many people. 468,654 votes were part of the poll. And um, the overall breakdown was quite cool because it was almost 50-50 between uh, male and woman. Male mm. and woman? <laughs> male and woman. <laughs> What am I doing? Uh, male and female. And um, the biggest demographic of age was 30 to 39, which you, I guess you kind of expect. But there was more in the 20 to 29 group than the 40 to 49, uh, which I guess is quite interesting because of how popular Final Fantasy was. Yeah. In, obviously, it started like in 87 um, as the main franchise. So there was much more focus towards games back then than there has been in more recent times. So that that was quite interesting. Um, so they split the poll. They split the poll into four different areas. You had best game, best character, best boss and summon, which I thought was a weird category because yeah. they're not the same thing. No, they should have done like separate. And then they had best piece of music as the last one, which was a good choice i think yeah uh i think the the thing that's quite cool about this is that some of the answers based on where i'd say western sensibilities typically sit are very different for japanese gamers and i'd say that the the results will not be too surprising for those who have followed the japanese interest around certain things uh, but there will be some surprises i'd say so we're going to run through them and we're just going to make some comments as we go through. Uh, I think Lauren's really kind of looking at this for the first time. So it'll be interesting to see her shock judgments. Mm. So the first and most popular thing we're going to look at is the best game. It's Final Fantasy X. Mm. Did that, was that surprising to you considering how <laughs> overblown Seven is all the time? I know. Well, I mean, for me personally, I think that Final Fantasy X is like, I for me it's my favorite. Like I think Final Fantasy Nine, I always say it's like technically a perfect Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy Ten is just it's my favorite. It's so good. Like it's so clean cut and yeah, so I'm I'm happy because I've seen other lists where critics, Western lists Western lists where people have gone through it and it just seems like it's it just seems like I mean, I'm not I'm not going to like sit here and be like they're wrong for having an opinion because that's not right. But like it does make me wonder why people think that this game is garbage. Like I really don't understand. It's just because there there's the whole thing around the laugh scene. But um, it's just one scene. It is one scene, but it's just weird how things grow like that. Mm. And you know, I think when the Western critics are pulling together their list, they have to try and be mindful about what people are thinking around at the same time because mm. there has to be 
a degree of them not wanting to be controversial and some people will want to be controversial and it's like them kind of weighing up things like it usually these lists are considered as a compilation of people's opinions they mm-hmm. can't narrow or single anyone out and they can go well it wasn't just me it was other people too and like we almost did a video about this topic mm-hmm. i did a load of research around it actually how much in a 10 year period the same publications even changed their minds around where they would rank final fantasy games and it basically aligned with whichever ones were getting remastered at the time mm. like when um the zodiac age uh, was was coming out suddenly publications were saying that 12 was one of the best in the series but around the time that 12 came out they did not rank it as highly mm. final fantasy 8 seems to have just been put way way down because it wasn't remastered for a long time yeah I'd be very curious to see how it would appear on a western list these days yeah uh, based on the remaster but I'd say that, yeah, the Japanese um, the poll putting Final Fantasy X and seven as the top two, not too surprising for me. I guess what was surprising for me was that six is often put on a really high pedestal. And I think in a lot of Western lists now, six would appear above seven on a yeah. consistent basis. In Japan, it was obviously a very popular game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered in our recent video that actually it's the Final Fantasy VI is the game that generated the most revenue in Japan didn't sell the most but generated yeah. the most revenue uh, sold very 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 high though um so it was quite interesting to see that but i guess when you they've actually got a breakdown of some of the games in terms of the demographics final fantasy 10 is is almost split 50 50 between um male and female um mm-hmm. and the two age groups are 20 it's basically 20 to 39 are are very similar 20 to 29 30 39 they account for 70 percent of the age groups mm-hmm Final Fantasy VII um, was much higher, like it was not much higher, but it was higher female, like 53% female. Um, very, very oversaturated in the 30 to 39 category, though, yeah. which is quite strange, really, considering the game only came out four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Like that surprises, like just how much of a swing. Yeah. I'm trying to think in my head about how pe- old people would have been. I guess that that's the thing. It. Well, if I'm. I mean, I can't, I can't say exactly because I'm not working out the math. Um, but I guess like when Final Fantasy VII came out, like it's hard because even though it's only like a four-year sort of stint, I, I think things really changed. Because you said you were starting to, you were starting to fall out of Final Fantasy, weren't you? Yeah, and I guess if you look at the other ones, so they've got the demographics for six here. So six was sixty-two uh, percent, um, thirty to thirty-nine, and so then it you definitely look at, seems like it's the people yeah. who who played it when it came out. Yeah, and then like uh, nine as well was was forty to forty-three percent. So not quite the level pegging that Final Fantasy Ten had, but yeah, you can see it kind of go down over time. <laughs> That really, really slowly. What's Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah, forty-nine percent, uh, which was in Final Fantasy VII was forty-seven. Uh, Actually, yeah. So Final Fantasy IX had would had more people in the older age group play it than mm. Final Fantasy VII did, even though it came out afterwards. So that's that's an interesting one. It was also interesting looking at um, just looking at Final Fantasy XII. How many twenty to twenty-nine year olds prefer that game to? Um, anyone else that's but i guess 44%. that's that's when it kind of came out though isn't it 2006 mm. 
So the swing would have been much, I guess Crisis Core would have a very similar. Yeah, yeah so Crisis Core is 50%. 50% to you. But then Crisis then, Core um, has m- more people in the age group above. Mm. Yeah, just slightly. But I guess that would make sense because of people playing seven. And then 15 has the most for the uh, youngest demographic. Which again, you would... It's only 11%, but still. You expect, right? Yeah. But also, but yeah. did you see the the gender... 72% female. Um, For which one? Final Fantasy 15. Wow. Men did not like that game. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, going down, we had Final Fantasy wow, 10 yeah. first, then 7, then 6. Oh, by the way, I may be completely wrong. I'm assuming that the the uh, the, the graph uh, uh, is the percentage of uh, people that voted for liking it. That may be wrong. I think so. <laughs> Either way, the ratio is different for that game mm. uh, in a big way. Um, so yeah, the top four are a 10, 7, uh, 6, and 9, which I don't, doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, the, the 10 being top is could be surprising to some. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen appearing in fifth, though, is surprising on face value, but then you have to consider how well it's doing. Yeah. Then it makes it not too surprising. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too surprised by that at the moment just because everybody loves it. Everybody who plays that game just loves Demographics, it. Demographics though. Um more in the 30 to 39 age group ever so slightly. So it's very similar mm-hmm. to actually Final Fantasy uh, 7. But no, it's not. What am I talking about? Final Fantasy 10. But then on top of that, um if you compare that to Final Fantasy 11, like <laughs> there's quite a disparity about male to female ratio and also the age group final fantasy 11 is predominantly 40 to 49 year olds yeah it is um but yeah it's 72 old japanese men <laughs> creepy they just love that shantoto they just want to be <laughs> bossed around by shantoto and her rhymes um but yeah it's like 72 percent men to 27 percent women yeah i mean the the funny thing about the um the the ranking of the main series games is that the worst ones and we're including mmos here the worst reviewed or the worst um placed are the three most recent Mm -hmm. and the three oldest Mm. so the the worst is is what final fantasy one Then it's Final Fantasy 2, then it's 12, then it's 13, then it's 3, and then it's 15. Yeah. Like, the, of the offline experiences, it's the three oldest and the three newest are the ones they dislike the most. Yeah. Or or like the least, I should say, Yeah. if we're being positive about it. Yeah, yeah. That's quite interesting. Mm. Because, yeah, like, obviously those original experiences were very formative, and when they got to Final Fantasy IV, that was where they really found their groove in terms of the storytelling and the mm. gameplay mechanics. It's where the ATB system came into the fore. They, um, like the job mechanic, the job system became integrated into the story. And obviously five uh, regressed from that. But from that point onwards, it followed Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy IV basically was the 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 mold for everything they tried to do moving forward. Yeah, And the games, like... 12 really went away from that um 13 well it's just they they i guess it's when when they got to 12 and 13 and 15 it's the three games that deviated they've deviated the most Mm. and one two and three also don't have too much like they have some stuff in comparison with um uh what came after Mm. But, you know, four was was a massive evolution on two. 
and it was so much different mm. graphically uh atp system as i mentioned so yeah like it's i guess it's just it is showing like the japanese people aren't too keen on the franchise anymore yeah and also 14 and also just the fact that they really seem to be having more of an effect on women because um the last two games if you consider Final Fantasy 14 and 15 as the last two games um were well received by women and the other interesting thing in that regard is that obviously there was so much commentary in the west about the fact that it was an all male male cast yeah and apparently that doesn't matter no the the men didn't like it yeah (laughs) in japan yeah Yeah, the men didn't like it but the girls did um Uh, actually let me just check that out do they have the no they don't have demographics for tenti damn yeah it's kind of that's the one thing that i don't necessarily like about this list is that they don't have the graphs for everything i think i think they yeah they wanted to focus on the main uh the top 10 Mm. and then some of the core ones outside of that yeah it's it's a bit surprising they didn't have a 13 though yeah yeah i would have thought that they would do that but why why 13 why not 13 but why crisis core um and like also I don't know how they selected the games. Maybe it's just the ones that people voted for. But if you've got mm. half a million people voting, it seems a bit weird that they'd only have 30 games in the list. Yeah. It it seemed, yeah, it was very, very selective. Um, which ones they which ones they picked. Do they have NT on here? Decidia NT is not on there. That may be a really uh, shady thing they were doing there. <laughs> a shady slight. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you've even got Crystal Chronicles Echoes of Time, mm. but no uh, World of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Explorers isn't on there either. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> like, know. Let's just, let's just put that under the cover. Like, let's just no Dirge of Cerberus either. Mm. Oh, dear. There's quite a few games that are missing from the spin-off side, um, but maybe that's just because people don't like them. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so as far as games go, yeah. Final Fantasy X, I mean, I I agree with that. I'm happy with that. But there again, I am a bit biased because it's my favorite. Tactics is the highest, well, the most commended spinoff mm. with Crisis Core Next, then Type Zero, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice to see Type Zero. But then I know, I think people in the West got a really bad impression of Type Zero because of how it released. Yeah. I, I remember when Type Zero was, um, the hype was building around it. And especially when it got released in Japan, it sold really well. It reviewed really well, and the everything um, that people that had imported it or, or understood Japanese and had filtered back to the West, everything they were saying was that it's the game that you'll lo- that will that will make you fall back in love with Final Fantasy mm. because it's a, a story rich narrative. And like, bear in mind, it inspired people enough to want to do their own fan translation of it to share it with people over here. Like, you know, it wasn't these people obviously loved because it's a long, it's not a short game. Like that is a lot of text that you have to, you have to translate, especially because you consider all the people that you meet and that kind of thing. Like that was like a labor of love, but yeah, no, I, I loved type zero and, I really do think that they did it a disservice by including episode Duskai on it. I was quite surprised to see Dissidia so far down the list, like the original mm-hmm. Dissidia as well, uh, <laughs> but below Tactics Advance, below Mobius. Yeah. Just, just ahead for the original Final Fantasy, though. <laughs> I mean, personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dissidia. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I was actively like 
Yay. The other thing that's weird is that the sequel Mm. is lower down, even though it included the original. (laughs) How does that work? People just don't. Judaism is in no way a worse game. No. Well, apparently. According to this, according it to is. According to this poll, it is According a to game. this, they were just like, no, you gave us more again and we didn't like it. We other didn't thing like it the first quite, time, we don't like it the second time. The other thing that's quite interesting, and this is where I'd say there is a big difference between Western and Japanese viewpoints. Final Fantasy XIII T was one of the, basically the, the, one of the most hated games. Mm. It's 28th on the list. <laughs> yeah. Below Final Fantasy Gaiden. Yeah. Like... Below Lightning Returns as well, whereas yeah. everyone in the West felt, I think, well, the, the general consensus was that it was, it fixed a lot of the problems that, that 13 had. Yeah, it really did. But unfortunately. Just didn't like that DLC ending. Nope. They and uh, like, Record Keeper yeah. rolled things out as the worst game. Poor Record Keeper. Poor Record Bra- Breakfast. Where's Prevexfius? Mm. That's not on the list. Mobius is. Anyway. We'll uh, ignore the list's um, shortcomings and mm-hmm. move on to characters. Okay. Because there are 198 characters that got voted upon. And uh, I guess it's no surprise who's number one. Mm. Claudio. Claudio, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean. He is the poster child. He's he the fanboy. He is. Um, he's fun. He's cool. He has a chocobo head. He dresses up as a woman and doesn't mind. He likes to, you know, versatile. He's he's very versatile. He has two girlfriends, so that's like a plus in some people's eyes. I'd say that also, like, he kind of fits into um, some of the Japanese stereotypes at the time mm. because he's incredibly strong and athletic, but quite skinny. Like, he's mm. not like a massive muscle-bound freak. Mm-hmm. He he's got obviously some tone, but he's not like mass. He's not overbearing or anything. But mm. compared to some of the other Final Fantasy protagonists, like Squall, um, who also kind of fits into the trope as well, uh, he doesn't have like Squall doesn't have like supreme superhuman strength or anything. Yeah. Whereas Cloud very much does fit into that superhuman category mm-hmm. without displaying. Like Barrett is this huge hulk of a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no could you imagine if they make cloud into like a bodybuilder type i'm going to pump you up yep with my maple energy (laughs) um so i I guess cloud being number one not a surprise but i'm guessing for you you'd have been surprising surprised to see yuna as number two yes and no because like they've done surveys in the past with japan and they really love yuna they really, really, really love Yuna. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a subversive, like, white mage summoner type soft-spoken. I think this is also one of the interesting things with regards to Ten Two, And I think it's where Square Enix maybe realized that they had created different audiences. Mm. Because up until that point... I don't think they really gave any kind of crap about the Western market. Mm. Like Final Fantasy 1 through 10, they made it for Japanese audiences and they were just like, all right, yeah, let's let's localize it. Sure, whatever, guys. Like it's going to take six to six months, maybe even take a year. Yeah. You get it when you get it. Yeah. Like 
Ten-T was them basically saying, we are making a Japanese dream game. Yeah. Like, they loved it. They love Yuna. They love the whole concept of, like, um, like the Charlie's Angels anime style, everything. Mm. It was great for them. Like, there was loads of, like, campiness, like, dressing up, massage games. Mm. Like, if you've ever played any of, like, Way of the Samurai games or, like, that Yakuza games, like, there is so much campiness mixed with seriousness. Yeah. And that is 10 to, to a T because the story is incredibly serious at some points. Yeah. It's horrible, like, it's really dark. But, but it doesn't go too far. No. That's and, what I like about it is the fact that it's campy. Like, I love I love a bit of camp. But like Catherine as well, like, mm. you know, super camp, but very, like, it's quite a dark game. Yeah, yeah, I love Catherine. Oh, my God. Yeah, it never goes, it never goes full on. Like, when I played freaking Mugen Souls, oh, my gosh, that that game when you sort of open it up and you just have already waves of suggestive noises and suggestive innuendos i'm just like okay this is just a bit too much yeah i, just, I mean the I more can't. the more toned down version would be like disgaea where mm-hmm. again it's like there's it's a serious storyline subject matter sometimes but it's just super camp but like, then there's like bits in isn't there bits in like bravely default that like yep it's just like what the hell is why is there like a pervy old man like all around no dragon guard yeah yeah dragon guard oh my god like yeah. it's just that's that's the the kind of stuff that they they enjoy over there mm-hmm. and you know i think with final fantasy they'd always taken a bit of a serious line mm. but 10 <laughs> they toned it down yeah 10 to uh toriyama was just living his best life with that yeah. game and when they released it in the west the reaction just was not what they expected and in some ways i feel that was probably one of the things that made them reconsider how they were going about things. Mm. Because I remember with Final Fantasy XII, they definitely um, did like focus groups with Western uh, gamers for the first time. They really wanted to try and hit that mm-hmm. market. Like they really wanted to, they, they knew it was something they needed to go after. And I think Ten Two just really scared them. Yeah. It was the like they had seen seven, eight, nine and ten especially ten do amazingly well in the west yeah and ten t was then just like no yeah we don't like that (laughs) no take it away please don't do that again i know but i do love it it's oh it i love ten too i really do um so i get you i get you japan i like you um but yeah so unit number two i yeah I can kind of understand that. What I don't understand is Aerith number three. Why? <laughs> yeah, because where's Tifa? Tifa's number nine. Tifa's number nine. Aerith, really, guys? Really? She's not even a full character for the entire game. You fell for the whole backstabbing. <laughs> like, come on, guys. But no, um, yeah, I mean, Aerith is a really big character. Most people who even, like, most people who have heard of Final Fantasy, like, know of Aerith. But she typically does really badly in this kind of poll in the West. Mm. Like, she's not, like, I mean, with our Origins videos, I mean, we've done, well, like, almost, we've done over 20 now. And Aerith has never really been that <laughs> requested. Nobody wants to relive the magic. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's death. kind of like, 
I mean, there's a lot more depth to her story outside of that that、mm. people maybe aren't aware of. And I think just, maybe that's one of the reasons why over here it's because like, it has that finality.、Mm. Because even though stuff does happen, she, she's doing a lot of stuff after that happens. Yeah. But it's just not front and center. It's not like she is doing this, guys. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe to, in a way, it's a like, testament to like, her writing, and maybe it's better that she's more like, versatile. Like, she's not necessarily like, a one trick pony, but like, There are times in the game where I'm really like kind of thrown off by her confidence in herself. Like, if, um, if what's his name, if、uh, Don Corneo, Corneo, like chooses her, she's just like, yeah, I knew you would. Like, I'm so amazing. And I'm just like, whoa, Aerith, okay. I wasn't expecting you to be that way. It's kind of like selfie, right? It's just a bit weird. Where selfie、yeah. just had that really. Like, she's like, because Aerith's like this kind of like kooky girl, you know,、yeah. like she's a bit, you know, like all that blase. And then all of a sudden she's like, duh. Yeah. Dead serious. Yeah. And then she gets punched in the face. And it seems like in this, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what their personality is going to be like in the remake, but in the remake, she seems quite serious. Yeah. I don't know. Like, again, how are they going to do that freaking punching scene? How are they going to have her get punched in the face? Be removed. If they're not removing the cross dressing, I don't know how they're going to remove it. As soon、else. as this game comes out, we're starting the petition for the punching scene. No, we, that, Daryl's, <laughs> that's going to be a very bad, very, very bad petition. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I just, yeah, I mean, if they could take that out, that would be taken, that should be taken out. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think、Anyways. there's a lot of things about the original game that, again, there's been a, people have focused so much on that cross dressing scene because they didn't think people would put, they would put it in. Yeah. But there's a lot they were out. more things in this, the original game、mm. that are suspect.、Mm. But then、um, in fourth place, which I, I think is great because I think he's one of my all time favorite characters ever in anything, and it's Vivi. Aww. Oh, Vivi. He's so, he's, he's like the quintessential. And I think it's also because he's a black mage. And black mages are such a, like, you see a black mage and you just think Final Fantasy instantly. Like, that's, that's just, that's just it, isn't it? And, um, but Vivi's character really met, like, what, uh, matches the level of popularity of, like, a black mage. The、yeah. iconicness of a black mage. He's just so cute. And I, I think it's nice that Zidane is, is next as well on the list.、Mm. But what's interesting to me about the, the two of them featuring that high is that the, the character ordering doesn't, like, it kind of matches the ordering of the favorite games.、Mm. And I guess you'd expect it to, I, I would expect it to be a, a closer synergy between it. Mm-hmm. Because you've got, okay, so it was 10, 7, 6, and 9, right?、Mm-hmm. So 7 and 10, top two, and then you've got another 7 one. Two nines.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Titus is number seven behind a Final Fantasy 14 character, which is, was pretty surprising to me. Yeah.、Um, then it's Lightning, Tifa, Zack, Sephiroth. Like, there, there is no Final Fantasy 6 character、mm-hmm. until number 17. Wow. And then Celez is number 19, Locke is number 21, Edgar's number 23.、Mm-hmm. Like, it takes, like, 
And I think maybe that's because they, with Six, it was such an ensemble cast and it was really hard to decipher who was the main protagonist. Yeah, I don't think any of them really get enough screen time in Final Fantasy VI. I think, you know, to your point you've made many times in the past, it also goes to show, especially in Japan, how much they resonated with the way they wrote female characters. Because Mm. if you look at the top 10, you've got Yuna, Aerith, and Lightning, Tifa. So four of the top 10 are female. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of the Final Fantasy VI cast, it's it's Terra and Sellers who are the main two. Mm-hmm. Shantoto's up there as 24th as well, ahead of a lot of other characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riku's up there ahead of like um, Balthir and Jekt, Ignis. Like it's mm. it's quite interesting to see Ferris, how high. Yeah, Ferris like, is number 30. Yeah, like, I mean... They really opened doors as far as, like, female characters. I mean, I just, yeah. But, oh, such a shame. No Luna Freya. No, no Luna Freya. But also, it's quite interesting that Lightning is number eight, considering how much they don't like 13. Mm. I'm really curious to see who's the next Final Fantasy <laughs> 13 character on this list. Luna Freya is number 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I know. Where's the next Final Fantasy 13 character? Hope. Hope. Number 48. Wow. And then who's after that? Hold on a minute. We're having to go really far down here. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'm almost at number 100 here. Okay. Sarah is number 86. Is this is this right? Lightning. Hope. No. 13-2. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Then Sarah. And then uh, Vanille is number 99. Fang is number 100. Snow, 119. Sars is 139. Like, whoa. Who's around the same tier as Sars? Uh, The Chocobo. (laughs) number 120. The Chocobo from Final Fantasy Gaiden is similar to Sars. Um, Emperor Palamecia from Final Fantasy 2. Uh, Ravis. <laughs> Ravis is the place below. No. Uh, Regis is 144th. Mm. <laughs> wow, they did not like Regis. No, they didn't. Oh uh, my goodness. And then like all of the... Vayne is 160th. Quite a few of the Type 0 characters are in the bottom. I mean, that's not too surprising, right? No. It's a, simi- it's a similar... I think the Type 0 ones, it's similar to, to 6, mm. where there's not really a main character as such. I guess Rem, you'd expect to be... Rem's not even on the list, okay. Yeah. Uh, Machina? No, Ace? Uh, Any Ace? That's a really hard word because everything includes the word Ace because of place. Yeah. Uh, Type 0. But Ace is quite far down. Karasame is number 57. Mm. Ace is number 61. Like, trust me, Ace is ahead of Arden. (laughs) Arden is number 63. And it also shows quite, it's quite interesting that the villains are like really low down on this list. If you think about Final Fantasy characters in the mm. West, it's pretty much Cloud and Sephiroth up there as the top two. Mm. Sephiroth is number 11. Mm. Where's Kefka? 43rd. Jeez. Don't like the villain characters over no. in Japan. Not too keen like, on them. No. Which quite surprises me because I, I thought like in an anime especially, they like the villains usually get a lot of focus. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. 
So, yeah, some very interesting uh, results in that list. Actually, let's look at who's bottom. Who's who's in position 198? Uh, It's a tie. It's three characters. Seven from type zero. Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. And they are joint with Fat Chocobo from Final Fantasy III. Wow. Poor Barrett. I know. That does seem like a really big shame. Just below, they're, they're, they're one place below Sid Reigns and Corleonis. They didn't like the fact that he left Marlene alone. I mean, yeah, like, I'd, I'd be interested to know, because, like, Cisne is, is 190th, Minfilia is 190th. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty harsh. Yeah, but I guess somebody needs to be at the bottom. Someone does need to be there. Mm. Oh, there's Rem. Rem was was quite low down, 176th. Mm. Um, Okay, so can we make a quick decision here to skip the boss summon thing because it doesn't really make much sense? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, like, why? (laughs) And we'll go straight on to music, Mm. which is an interesting one. Mm. Because I think, again, if you're thinking about the the West, things may have changed. One Winged Angel is always the piece that everyone goes on about at Distant Worlds. They always want to hear. I know. It's the Bless one that the everyone always talks to Uematsu about. Oh, how did you write it? It's so amazing. All because it's Seth Ross theme. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually his theme. Mm-hmm. It's not his. It's not the end battle theme, if I'm getting technical. One Winged Angel is number six on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty. Uh... Lauren's I... just like you want to talk about one wing danger. Oh, I don't have time for this. I'm I gonna know. Sleep. I know. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, one wing danger is cool. I really like the version from Crisis Core. That's my favorite one. And I don't even think it's called one wing danger. I think it's like it's called something else. Something about planet. Maybe I'm uh, gonna say. yeah. I mean, what Crisis Core has many arrangements mm. of stuff. Well, no, there is one which is when he's fighting um, Angel and um, Angel and Genesis. Oh, the one in the cutscene. Yeah, yeah, that is. No, the I'm one just I saying, know. like in that soundtrack, um, like the pretty much 75 percent of that soundtrack is rearrangements of other things. Oh well, I'm talking specifically. I know you're talking specifically about one thing, and I'm. Just I just saying. need you to catch up with me and be All on right. the level. <laughs> I know. but yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm kind of happy because I think this is the nice thing about the survey. I'm happy they don't like. Yeah, Angel. I know. Well, it just seems as though there's not a lot of fanboyiness of this survey. If that makes sense. I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to be because of how many people they surveyed. Like, it seems like this is the majority of how they, like, the majority legitimately feel about this because of the fact that something like One Wing Angel is number six. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, if they conducted this survey in America and just asked about, like, I don't know, a thousand, like, really gushy attendees of distant worlds like maybe one winged angel would probably be in like number two but there's just so i mean i don't i don't say this is a bad thing and i don't think it's bad if you'd like one winged angel like that's absolutely fine if you do but i do think that there's so many pieces that uimatsu has come up with that are like so much better 
And if you restrict yourself to just one winged angel, like it's just it's just sad for me. Now, um, but yeah, yeah so, so um, we're going to have to rely on some Google Translate here for some of these. Um, some of them are pretty obvious in terms of what the tracks are. Some yeah. of them are not so much. I love how obvious. they call it. the Google Translate version of at Zanarkin is at Zanark. Hand. Zanuck Hand, yes. Zanuck Hand. So, yeah, to Zanuck Hand is number one, which I think is really nice to see mm. at the top. And it's such a peaceful uh, Yeah, and, and the funny story is that it obviously wasn't even composed for Final Fantasy X. Mm. It was composed for Umatsu's, I think it was his friend, who asked him to compose something for her, like, flute recital or something, <laughs> or violin recital. And she, I'm hoping I'm getting this right, but I think she rejected it because it was too sad. Mm. And he was like, all right, well, I'll use it for the game then. Yeah. Fine. Bye. Jeez. <laughs> Made it the most popular track from Japanese fans. Yeah. Boom. How you like what that? What of it? How you like um, them, Number two on the list was uh, um, Battle on the Big Bridge. Which I love because that's like, that's definitely up there as one of my f- most favorite battle themes, boss themes. Like, it's just so good. Battle on the Big Bridge. I was really surprised to see, well, not surprised, but, but pleased to see a vocal theme as number three, though. Eyes on me. Yeah. That's surprising. I mean, I I personally prefer Sutakirane, but... That isn't even... I think it's 11th. Mm. I presume that's what Google Translate is calling, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it wonderful that's nice <laughs> and i'm guessing as well it's it's uh i'm guessing flash i think that's blinded, blinded by, light. by light yeah flash <laughs> in search of friends is number four well oh what is that actually called i can't it's remember in search of friends it's like looking for friends or something something like that yeah yeah that's a good one because that's the do 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 it's It's pretty isn't it wonderful it's pretty but blinded by light i do really like that theme i think like that is a really iconic battle theme so i'm happy about that and like eris theme eris theme is a classic i prefer clouds i prefer the um actual theme theme main theme isn't even like there Mm. What, it's, it's number 31. Mm. Uh, and it didn't beat like Eternal Wind from Final Fantasy 3, which I guess, yeah, Eternal Wind's still really good. Prelude is number 18. I guess mm. one of the interesting things to me is that Uematsu has basically said that 6 and 9 are his favorite soundtracks. Mm-hmm. None of those tracks anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Melodies of Life is 8th and yeah. uh, You're Not Alone is 13th. Where's the first six? Well, I got six and number four. Um, number 12. But yeah, it seems to be more seven. It's just seven. Other World is number 23. Man with the Machine Gun. Apocalypsis Noctis. <laughs> number 25. Revelation Noctis. <laughs> Noctis had a revelation. Hmm. Uh, it's just funny how it's translated some of them perfectly oh, but not others that's which one number, eternity uh no memory of light and waves yeah it's eternity yeah that's nice that's <laughs> and, <laughs> and type zero we have arrived the arrival of the Final Fantasy type zero is just 
we come. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's great. Um, uh, but yeah, thousand words is in number forty-three. Uh, position number forty-three. The it's Red Wings nice. number forty-one. Real emotion. Oh no. <laughs> Real emotion uh, number, 47. number 47. Yeah. How We're many th- people are going to listen to this and and just basically, well, not basically, but just just fa- do a Picard face palm. <laughs> Real emotion is ahead of the theme of love. Mm. Answers mm. over that hill from nine. Uh, that the extreme. One. Yeah. Force your way. <laughs> Why? Why? Why have they done this to me? What's that one? Final Fantasy VI, the green that revives. Um. uh, (laughs) What would that be? I don't know. Oh, any Final Fantasy VI experts. Um, but yeah, like... Oh, the the track that you ended up despising more than anything in the world, uh, Valse di Fantastica, is in position 100, so that's probably going to make you happy. Yay! Thank you for agreeing with me, Japanese people. <laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's horrible. And oh, but my other favorite. Um, oh no no no. Oh, oh. No, 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 no no the um messenger from Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, Dark Messenger. Ra- oh wait, no Ragnarok from Eleven. Yeah, Kuja is, is uh, down there quite low. Yeah. Tifa's theme number eighty-eight. Very much Tifa's theme number eighty-eight. <laughs> gold saucer is number ninety-three. <laughs> people don't like the gold saucer. It is a bit obnoxious, to be fair. 67 is is why. Joint with the price of freedom. At least they kept oh. those two together. And the prayer song from Final Fantasy, they don't like the hymn of the faith in Japan, number 91. But you know what they do like? They like real emotion. They do. They like real emotion more than they like the hymn of the faith. That is saying something. <laughs> At least a thousand words was higher. <laughs> At least they did that. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, it's it is really funny and interesting. Really makes um, me want to do one over here. I know, just to see what would happen. Uh, oh, Fisherman's Horizon and Rose of May. So the general consensus is that there are some things that are surprising and some things aren't surprising, mm. and that is a consensus that probably is not surprising because it was very diplomatic. Mm. <laughs> yeah i mean like that's the thing like that's what i like about this mess i mean granted you know and we've we sort of talked about this before just in ourselves that like you get to a point in surveys where other people's um like individual surveys don't actually sway much at all so it might be at that point with four hundred and sixty-eight thousand people that it just got to a point where it was like this actually we're not going to learn any more from Yeah, I mean, this. typically that is around about a thousand people that you yeah. get that. Yeah, so I mean, like, it is crazy, though, that they got 468,654 people to vote. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I mean granted, I do hope that, I mean, where did they, where did they conduct this again? No idea. Because I really do hope that it wasn't, like, a victim of some kind of hoax, you know, like, a um, that some people may have. I hope not sort of um you know fudge things a bit but um let's fix it yeah in my mind i think we must get real emotion higher guys i think it's really interesting to see something that doesn't seem biased but i mean like obviously you know i like when things uh sway towards my opinion and maybe that's me being selfish okay 
I was just trying to see uh, where characters specific to Ten Two were on the character list. And I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you go and look at who's in position 125, I want you to tell me who that character is. And before, before that, I'm going to tell you that the character that we would refer to as Pain, who Google Translate calls Pine, is <laughs> <it's> in 116th. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe if we look at it in regular Japanese. Um, no, it's still question mark. It's just question mark. Damn it. It's just four, it's just four question marks. Shuyan? Maybe? Maybe? Like, I don't know. It's just, who is question... Guys, who in Final Fantasy X 2 is question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark? It is a, a question that needs to be answered. Because whoever they were... It's of utmost importance. They were more um, more popular... Than no, Barrett. Than Barrett, <laughs> yeah. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark from Final Fantasy X 2 is more popular than Barrett of Final Fantasy VII, who is a main character and has a gun arm. But not as popular as Shadow's dog. Mm. Badass. Mm. Yeah, gotta love those doggies. He should have been number uh, one. This is amazing. All right, um, we need to stop though. Yeah. So we're going to round things out there, guys. I do apologize though, because in the last couple of episodes, since we got rid of the music segment, there have been a couple of comments about how our episodes just end <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and we just did exactly the same thing again. Yeah. So we're going to have a bit of preamble here. Or it's actually mm-hmm. post-amble, really. Mm-hmm. Post-amble. Um, you've been playing a lot of The Sims recently. Mm. I finished God of War. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video that I really agree with on God of War, mm-hmm. uh, where it was basically saying that the critics, he was saying it was the best experience with Kratos ever because it gave him a story and humanity or whatever. The video is basically saying that that's like a BS because he always had a lot of depth. And I'd agree with that. It's just a different style of storytelling now because mm. we're now more modern. But it's actually quite funny because they pulled out all these reviewers uh, talking about the original God of War and saying how it was one of the, like a marvel of storytelling and Kratos had so much depth as a character. Mm. And then the same critics, well, not the same critics, but publications these days were saying how like Kratos in the past was just this bloodthirsty rampaging maniac who did nothing other than kill people. Um, but yeah, like I think I, I enjoyed the game. My only concern about it was, I guess we've talked about this before was the distraction of side quests mm. because I was going through the story and um, I started getting, I was a good, I had a good pace and then I started getting distracted by like going off the chests and yeah. the different paths to unlock and doing different things. And then when I came back to the story, it just ended. And I was like, well, I, you know, I, I, I figured that I was doing all this other stuff because I still had a long way to go, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't expect it to just end so soon afterwards. And yeah. I know, I, I know have, I have this weird thing where I, do play games pretty quickly mm. uh, because I generally try and focus on like the critical path and I just will like just really try and push through with the minimum necessary grinding and to the point where it's bloody mindedness sometimes but yeah just kind of the ending just just kind of hit me because I felt like the, the end boss battle was just a bit I don't know it, it wasn't as it wasn't as uh, much of a climax as I wanted it to be it yeah. felt like it was the precursor to something else and it wasn't and then they like had a whole um the ending sequence 
uh, with um, with two of the gods was very, very like emotion fueled, and then just went nowhere because I'm guessing that's going to be used as a setup for the next game. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, like I really enjoyed it, but I was also a bit disappointed by the ending, which sounds really spoiled because everyone says it's amazing. I think it's hard. Like I, we've talked about this before as well. It's just the fact that like it's hard to play games that people pick up so much because like you're always going to have that expectation that it's this perfect game because everybody has said it's a perfect game. And, you know, yeah, sure. Like to a degree, if a majority of people are saying that a game is really, really great, like you sort of can you know buy into that and think oh well that game must be really really good but like it's not everybody it's not how everybody feels i guess it just really goes to show you that everyone's opinions are very different Mm. and i think maybe when i was reviewing games i would get them before everyone else had the chance to weigh in yeah you can like personally do it i would i would have a, a completely blank slate on how i felt about the game Outside of previews, of course, and, and kind of going in with it with some kind of bias in that regard. Mm. But like, yeah, it would enable me to have experiences like Nia. Yeah. Completely caught me by surprise. Uh, no one like in the world was talking about that game before it came out other than to say like, what is this piece of crap? And, you know, completely caught me by surprise. I loved it. Yeah. Obviously, I couldn't overlook the, the the negatives it had yeah um but i feel like yeah like maybe when because we've changed how we play games so much over the past couple of years to now where we typically play things like well past release date oh yeah we can when, when there's such a, a swell we still um, haven't played death stranding and i but really i think like death, the, i think the thing with death stranding though for me is that i I haven't read any reviews. Mm. I didn't. I haven't paid any attention to what anyone has said about that game. So when we do play it, I will be playing it completely blind, obliv- like completely blind, and I won't yeah. be swayed by anything because, like, yeah, with God of War, um, you know, everyone was telling me about how great it was, how amazing it's going to be. You're going to like have such a. I think it was the same with Uncharted Four as well. Like, I didn't yeah. really enjoy it that much compared to say uncharted one and two where i went into them completely fresh Mm -hmm. with nothing other than my own expectation but yeah no i I agree um, it's it's a weird thing because obviously when we were younger i used to read i used to have to read reviews on playstation 2 games before i went out and bought i just found a review that i that i knew was roughly in tune with what i felt Mm -hmm. so typically i knew that if i got a game he rated over 90 i would like it too yeah and if he didn't, then I wouldn't. Yeah. I think it's hard. It's, yeah. It's just hard. It's hard to sort of tune out the the hive mind of people who just say that it, every game is like the best game ever and it's like the second coming of Jesus. It's why I don't really listen to a lot of like, not to single them out, but I don't listen to a lot of like Kingdom Hearts fans because like I just... I want to look at it like from my own eyes and I know that there are a lot of fans who get really 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 gung-ho about about things like Kingdom Hearts and like will look at it blindly and just blindly love it 
But just as much, there's people who say it's an absolute piece, like Kingdom Hearts 3 is like an absolute piece of garbage. And then I'm just kind of like, well, I don't think it's that. I've I've played Marvel. Marvel, uh, what was that game? Marvel, oh, uh, Superhero Squad. No, yeah. it wasn't Superhero. It was something else. It was even worse and, than Superhero oh Squad. Oh my God, no. And Cursed Crusade, like those games. Those games should not be played like at all anymore, ever. Like they are, they're not fun. They're not good games. Like I played bad games. And I think like, because I know with God of War, to take it back to that, a lot of people said about the story, like Mm. the thing about it was that he was a parent, the relationship between the father and son was supposed to be great. And as a parent now, I don't have a son, I've got two daughters, but you know, I should have a, like it should really hit me, but it it didn't. Mm. Like again, there was an appreciation there, but like, Compared to like Heavy Rain mm. or or Nia, like there's there's other games that have like brought me to tears or or made me really like Heavy Rain really made me question like what would like what would I do yeah. to save my kid yeah. like like there were there are so many other games that have really impacted me on an emotional level and it's not like I'd say that now that I have kids I'm way worse like. I almost flipping cried this morning listening to um, a light motif from the Frozen Two soundtrack. Yeah. Like, but God of War did not touch me in that way emotionally mm. at all. And I don't know if it was supposed to. Like, there was a part where um, Atreus was being a, a bit of a dick, and mm. I was just like, "Yeah, I could kind of see that," but like, uh, there wasn't like some kind of euphoria, like moment i don't know it was but i don't know if it's i don't know if it was supposed to be like yeah it, it, it was I, I wasn't too sure what i was supposed to get out of it other than kratos is struggling to be a good parent mm. but he didn't become a good parent as far as i'm a, as far as i could see mm. he just kind of ignored stuff because he didn't know what to do <laughs> i i don't know i, I maybe i maybe i missed it mm and maybe if I play it again, I'll, 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 I'll see it a it. bit better. Yeah, but yeah, like it didn't, it didn't, um, it didn't affect me as 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 much as some other games had. What was I? I mean, I, this is pretty bad. What was I playing? Um, what, where I was actually trying to really pay attention. Maybe it's the end of last year. <laughs> I don't know. What I played recently. <laughs> uh, um, well, you were playing Shadow of War a lot. Yeah, that wasn't the game. <laughs> um, you were playing. Uh, there was a few games that you were doing. Let me see. Let me see. This is going to be really bad. I should. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking out the games they play. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, I've I've been playing The Sims Four, and I. Yeah, I've just kind of got back into it. I think it's like the dopamine type of effect, like with Facebook. Like I just. Because at the moment things are quite hard, I just want to go back to a game like that. Detroit. Detroit, yes. That one. That one is another one. It's funny how like uh David Cage has really got like the mother, son, father, daughter, like relationships. Father, but, son. But like Vampire's another game where Vampire, you and I were yeah. like, really heavily invested in the story. Mm. Like it affected us. Mm, but like 
heavy getting back to detroit though between like Kara horizon as well like did you feel did you feel the connection you felt the connection between Kara and um april didn't you yeah and like you know and you're so invested Luther. and and oh. we made we made a pact early on which that we were gonna like stand by the decisions we made and and lauren will probably take this to her grave the fact that i made her not undo a decision oh my god and that decision devastated that that decision was just so sad so sad um and look he's like Daryl's like nodding and smiling at me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm nodding and smiling so because, sad. well, the, I think the good thing that the re, the good the good reason you did it was because it was incredibly sad. But I think it also you wouldn't have had the same emotional connection to the game had you I not know, done it. Maybe not, but I still am sad. <laughs> it was so sad. It made it personal for you. Yeah. But I was I was happy with my ending for for the other characters like um, Connor and Hank and stuff. Yeah, no, they're they're really good. Those those games are really good. But then also, I mean, this is going back a bit. But like for you, you had a strong connection to like uh, Mel Gear Solid and the relationship with father and son with that. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, well. Um... Big Boss uh, yeah. is, is kind of father and daughter. Well, mm. mother <laughs> and son getting right on the way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that was that was like the... You can't watch... You, like, you watch the ending of Melga Sire 3 where they're talking to um, Big Boss about the, bo- the boss mm-hmm. and he's just... The, the song that's playing... It's just all the emotions so good. are all right. Harry Gregson Williams sweet, masterpiece hits the sweet spot, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of a shame that, like, yeah, you were sort of lulled into thinking yeah, that and you and were. I, and I was I was trying to think that it was maybe the way that we go about things because I'm not at, like we're kind of distracted when we're playing games a bit now. Yeah, but then you know there has been plenty of games. But that then we, we have were playing played. Detroit. Yeah. Like we were playing, as I said, Horizon we were playing as Vampire well. with me breastfeeding. Like yep. I was, you know, not in a good place. <laughs> Horizon, I was, I was really invested in that story, mm. and also didn't feel as though it was too short, mm. even though there was a ton of distractions going around everywhere. So yeah, I'm sorry, this is going to make me sound really bad, but like God of War was good. Mm. Just as the same way that I think God of War was better than Metal Earth Shadow of War. Both games, well, God of War has been like critical darling of everywhere. Yeah. Shadow of War, I think as well, like did really well mm. um, uh, review wise. Yeah. I think it's hard though. It's hard to sort of look 82, at... 82, so that's okay. It's hard to sort of look at things objectively and then also admit it to other people that you didn't like a game that everybody else liked 
or yeah. not that you didn't like a game, but that you just didn't find it as. Well, impressive. I think we had the same with Bloodborne, right? Because mm. we were huge Dark Souls. Like Demon Souls was fantastic for us. Yeah, uh, Dark Souls. Um, I think Demon Souls is probably still our favorite one of the yeah. of all of them. Yeah, hands down. But Bloodborne, everyone raved about as and, um, being potentially one of the best Souls games, and we played it, and I didn't. I thought it was okay. I just felt unsettled. I by preferred it. Dark Souls three. Mm. I just felt unsettled by it because, like, Demon's Souls, I never really felt... Like, obviously, it's hard as... It's hard AF. Like, there's there's a lot of bits where you're just like, I really don't feel comfortable. But Bloodborne, I felt so uncomfortable the whole time. And I did not like that feeling. Like, going through and hearing everybody screaming and coughing and hacking up stuff. And, yeah, it was just a weird a weird thing and then some of the characters that change over time like it just felt really scary yeah but yeah but on that note that was a very long outro so <laughs> so you better like it hopefully you it guys was longer enjoyed than the, music the uh, segment. enjoyed the rambling um the next episode of final fantasy union is going to come out on the 17th of march and of course you can check out all our news coverage at finalfantasyunion.com there's bound to be some stuff happening for the 7 Remake over the next couple of weeks because they just had a ton of press events. Mm. So I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about on the next episode. If you really enjoy what we do, then why not support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And with that, it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>